0: And you had let us know that part of the agenda of this trip was going to be writing a Segway, Like right. you were 209 years old.
1: <laughs> Anyang SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists, and your K Romance guides. So grab some deck bokeh and listen to your new favorite, Unease.
0: Hey, Megan.
1: Hey, Leah.
0: How are you? It's been a minute. I know. uh, Well, actually, neither of us were around last week. We both dogged Amy.
1: (laughs) I know, poor Amy. (laughs) Have we ever
0: done that where we've only had one host?
1: I don't think so. So I am sorry for that, but Amy and Megan held it down. I was able to listen to the beginning. I I didn't have time to listen to the whole podcast today, but I did listen to like the beginning of it. And um, yeah, they did a great job. And so thank you to both of you for uh, holding it down while Leah and I were off gallivanting on our travels. Yeah. So,
0: okay. We're not going to belabor our whole pod with our travels, but we right. both went to objectively fun places.
1: Well, let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about soul. That's what everyone wants to hear about.
0: I disagree. I think people want to hear about the segue <laughs> in Sonoma, but we can do both. We're going to, we're covering both.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, let's say, uh, there will be well if you if you join our patreon uh leo ha- uh there'll be a podcast up with more like in-depth notes about leah's soul trip and i think afternoon asks is also gonna have um an interview with leah about soul so like we will be talking i mean we will probably be mentioning her trip every podcast like for the rest of yeah. time <laughs> so if you're already sick of it too freaking bad <laughs> I'll be like, how do you say in English? I've forgotten because my trip has <laughs> enculturated me so much. <laughs> I only write in Hangul now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we decided we're going to ask each other uh, a few questions. Yes. About each other's trip. So this is actually my question. I have heard that Seoul ha- like, has just really cool cafes. Like, that is like the thing so and a lot of them are themed so i guess can you tell me about kind of like your fate like i really do want to know this i want to hear about kind of like your favorite cafe and i have to know what you ordered as well you and your daughter
0: so spoiler okay we had so my daughter said i really want to go to an animal cafe all i want to do is go to an animal cafe my top desire in life is to go to an animal cafe okay you know me and animals i was kind of like i really could care less but you know what sure so we decided that we would do a sheep cafe in hongdae there's like two sheep on the premises
1: wait they're real animals
0: real animals there was like a <laughs> raccoon cafe a mere <gasps> cat cafe plenty of cat cafe, so many cat cafes so many dog cafes and oh my god very aesthetically beautiful cafes and let me just also preface to say that kitty corner to our hotel was the maxim plant from like you know our paper maxim coffees, you know, like little, like sachets, beautiful cafes everywhere. I went to zero cafes, <gasps> <laughs> but here's why there's a reason there's okay. reasons. So <laughs> we like, I really thought I would be doing more than zero cafes. Right. So the cafes tend to open up at around ten, so we're they're not we're not talking about oh. like early morning coffee. Like you're not grabbing your coffee and getting up first thing in the morning. Oh. And don't at me like I'm sure this like I'm sure there's coffee shops that like are open early, but for like a lot of like the aesthetic cool cafes that were especially like around us or places we would be going, ten was generally the opening time. Okay. So I'm going to say that also I was in like a time crunch. Like we were only on the ground in Seoul for six days. So by the time 10 o'clock hit, like my, pl- I was like, I've already been out the door two hours, like going for it. So yeah. I would get coffee in the convenience store in the morning. Um, I was, look, I'm not going to throw a lot of shade about trash. We generate plenty of trash here, but there's a lot of single use plastic and i used it. So let me also normalize that. But like you could just get like cups of ice, open the top and then get like bags of different flavors of iced coffee or no flavor at all, pop it in. That could be like, you know, your go grab and go breakfast. So i was tending to do that for coffee. Mm-hmm. And then as the day went on, we would just be busy doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And even so even when we went to Hongdae, like at one point my daughter was like shopaholic city. Like she had just gotten like the shopping, like bug on. And it was my color palette, honestly. Like there's a lot of beige and neutral colors in a lot of these shops. So like, I'd be like, okay, we're going to another beige shop. Great. And (laughs) so at some point I'm like, do you want to like hit pause and go find some of these cafes? And she was like, must keep looking at tiny sweaters. And I was like, okay, (laughs) like this is a choice. We make, we all make choices. (laughs) So unfortunately I went to zero cute aesthetic cafes. There was one really close to us. So we stayed right on the border of Itawan and Hanam. And really close to us on the Hanum side is a cafe called One in a Million that I've like seen like, you know, some K-pop stars. Um, like Bekyong from EXO has like done tours of it. Like, it's uh-huh. just kind of like a cute place that I've seen like famousy people at. That was like half a block from us. And there were a few times where I'd be like, oh, I want to go over and like do that. But like sometimes I'd go by and be like nine, and then I'm like, oh, I don't really want to like coffee out at like nine because I kind of need to also try to sleep a little bit. So but- yeah, it just ended up not being a thing for me no cafes spoiler
1: that no that's fair i also you already told me more than i knew because i did not know that animal cafes were a thing i didn't know that i would find like two sheep at a cafe that's wait till you can go to the cat cafes where you can adopt the cats at the cafes too so totally off topic but and no one steal this idea okay i'm gonna trademark it or something no one steal my idea but my goal in life is to open up a bookstore that has cats and also sells pies and I'm going to c- call it pages, pies, and purs. I <laughs> think you're going to say pages, pies, and pussy. <laughs> oh. I mean, the order changes every day. Cause sometimes I'm like, well, maybe pies, Paul's and pages is better. But I think about this all the time. That's my goal in life is to do that. Just saying, just putting that out there. So and- I support you on that. Thank you. So what was your favorite K-drama location that you visited? Because you did a few, didn't you?
0: I did do a few. Okay. I am going to, I've got to look or up you the can, proper, you know, no, I've you... got to look up the proper name because oh, okay. I was really proud of this location. Okay. And for whatever reason, it did not disappoint because I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that because it had an actual yeah, that's name to it. Okay, so um, I went to the Sinchon Graffiti Tunnel and this one I want to talk about because this is like the famous passenger tunnel from Goblin. Yeah. And, you know, we see them do like the walk with the leaks and like yeah. the cart drive through and is like punks. And they're like, is it a happy new year? And they're like waving and it's really they With their great coats. Yeah. So we were in Hongdae and I was like, I want to go see this tunnel. It's close enough, but like, you know, it's another subway stop and I'll have to kind of figure it out. I don't know. And so... um, yeah, I decided to go for it, but it was like getting dark when I decided to go do it. So by the time we got out of the subway to get near the park, like to near where the tunnel was, it was pretty much pitch black. Uh-huh. And I live in California where, you know, I'm not going to say it's like unsafe, but I'd say that there's like a lot of people who like are making their homes on the streets and a tunnel would be like prime real estate to like call your home. So I was kind of yeah. like, I'm not sure what we're going to find. Let's not get our hopes up. Let's just, like, see what, see what we're going to find. Mm-hmm. So we walk through this cute neighborhood and we're really in, like, kind of, like, university mecca, right? Like, just tons and tons of universities around. One thing I really appreciated, and again, like, I don't want to, like, other this. I'm just saying observations. Like, I'm not trying to, like, call it out as, like, weird or different, but it's just right. things that are, like, slightly different to, like, how we do things. Um, so one thing that kind of got me was that um, letter jackets for universities are a thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean this all I do always see them in K dramas.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so it's a total thing. And so, so like cute. on our way to the tunnel I saw a ton of like Yonsei University um, like letter jackets. Oh. So like one of the sky universities. And then um like your major is embroidered. So it'd be like medical sciences or oh, whatever. Cool. Like, you know, so you could see like what they studied as well. And yeah. I don't know, it was just kind of a cute like I was like I like it. Yeah. So We were walking and, um, it stayed pretty bright. And then we got to where the tunnel was and the tunnel was awesome. It's like super graffitied out, very lit. And folks are just going through it all the time because I was like, I'm gonna walk through it. I'm gonna put like the Goblin theme song on. (laughs) My and um my sister, my daughter was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna die if you do this. And I'm like, No, I'm doing it. I'm totally doing it. Ah! So I'm like walking through, playing it. And she's like, There's people coming. Turn it off right now. And I'm like, Okay, okay. But one thing I will say is that how they show it in the movie or in the show is like they're coming through, and then the motorbike comes from behind. Mm -hmm. If that happened from the angle that they were walking, that motorbike. could still do it, but it would have had to go down a set of stairs to do that.
1: Oh, <laughs> I see. I like it. They set it up. Okay. Yeah. I see.
0: But I really, I just, I don't know why, but that just felt like a very, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, like I like felt like I had a moment sitting there with that tunnel.
1: Yes, of course. And Amy was so excited. Uh, she, yeah, she loved it. And you had a bag. You were like holding a bag. Yeah. Like I had my shopping bag. <laughs> it was awesome. I love
0: okay, it. Should I ask you two questions? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. So I, you know I'm going to ask about the Segway.
1: Yeah. Well, just a reminder, I was in Sonoma Valley and a little bit in Napa, but it, which is in California. Yeah. That's where I was for about five days.
0: And you had let us know that part of the agenda of this trip was going to be riding a Segway, like right. you were 209 years old. <laughs> so what were you expecting the Segway to be like? And how did that expectation match reality?
1: Yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect. I expected it to be very difficult. I expected to be terrified the whole time. I really, truly did. I expected to be feeling like I could fall at any moment. Like, truly, I had visions of a broken, like, wrist or something. And my best friend, first of all, it was this was her idea, which I didn't realize. And we were the youngest by about 15 years no by about 20 years (laughs) over 20 years you're like the youngest people (laughs) of all the segwayers you saw or (laughs) just your group just in our group and our group was like all of us we all stayed in like the same house because it was a birthday party for my friend's stepdad so uh it was like all of us in it was like a private group or whatever um so i was really nervous and before we got on them my friends like I'm just saying, like, if you, like, if I got to take you to hospital, like, I'm leaving you in California. I got to go home <laughs> on Sunday, so you better not fall. It's like, oh, shit, <laughs> she's going to leave me here. Um, and so the uh, instructor is, like, giving us instructions <laughs> on how to ride the segue, se- and it sounds very confusing. And I'm like, we, my friend and I look at each other and we're like, oh, shit. Like, we are going to die. But uh, there is a, like, like luckily where we were was, like, it was, like, in this neighborhood. There were just, like, a bunch of houses and then, like, a parking lot. Okay. So we had this whole parking lot to practice in. And as soon as I stepped up on it and I did, like, a few little, like, test things, I actually found it really easy and really fun. So I'll say this. It's more intuitive than you think. It's It's you basically you lean forward to go forward you lean back to go back which i i know people do know that about segways but you think it is going to be harder and it's it's truly not it's it's truly pretty simple it's uh mounting and dismounting was like the hardest thing to do but even that was what speeds did you get up to i don't know man i tried to like go pretty fast a couple times uh and i got to the point too where i was like holding it with one hand and taking videos with the other of like what we were passing we went through like you know, old Sonoma neighborhoods, which was really cool. Um, And then obviously we were like these narrow roads leading to wineries and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was easier than I expected, believe it or not. And I did not fall. No one fell on my group. Thank God. No one got hurt. Not even a scratch. And uh, it, it, and it worked out well. It was a lot of fun. Did you feel embarrassed? <laughs> I felt so, I did feel stupid. Like, do you, do you know? I mean, it, it's the dumbest look. It is. I know best. what it looks like. I just never see anyone. Like, they that don't have looks
0: them. Cool. Well, and they just don't have them places I've, like, I haven't, like, been around being like, oh, well, there's the segways. Like, I see them, like, as, like, a weird oddity, like, online sometimes, but I've never actually, like, seen people, like, rolling past in their Segways
1: Oh, no, because you, you, you wear a helmet, which, yes, I trust me, I was going to wear that helmet, like, I don't care if I look stupid. You, it looks dumb. Mm-hmm. No one looks good <laughs> riding a Segway, and I also didn't care. I felt silly, and I also was like, fuck it. Like, Did again, anyone like, point
0: and stare, even though you had no shame?
1: uh people would definitely stare at us when we drove by because we were like in neighborhoods they were like people's houses
0: so was this a tour group that was like led by someone or did you were you like wine touring
1: uh no so this was led by a like a tour group and they took us to a winery and then we had lunch there and then they took us to another winery and in between they would give us little tours of sonoma like okay we saw like the town hall and stuff like that and then um we went, we went to like a little cheese shop and tried cheese and then we went back. Love that it. was it. So yeah, it was, uh, and, and my friend and I shared a tasting. Okay. Cause they pour you like an ounce and they mm-hmm. give you about four or five glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I, ca- I can't drink a full tasting and then get on a Segway. I will kill myself. <laughs> like. <it's... laughs>
0: I was just curious about like, yeah, drunk
1: Segwaying, like what what happens i know so yeah it was it was like led by a tour guide and everything and and i mean i can't imagine what their insurance cost is i don't <laughs> not to like make it boring but i can't believe i, I have no <laughs> yeah, idea what, yeah. what's
0: what is your insurance
1: policy yeah. i want to say what is your premium because yeah their <laughs> liability has to be crazy all right and then let's say i feel like you've got some things to
0: say about the region
1: oh um yeah, so I hadn't been the. Let me just say, I had not. I don't count going to the Sugar concert as actually going to California because I literally saw yeah. nothing. Yeah, I saw nothing. Okay, like
0: yeah, you saw the well, you saw the fog and you thought it was pollution,
1: right? But that's it. I saw nothing. Yeah. So obviously we had to drive from San Francisco Airport to um our house in like Sonoma, like the house. And you hunting. stayed in Santa Rosa. Yeah. All and right. so that was about an hour and a half two hours away mm-hmm. um and i think the thing that struck me most which like it was it's just so dry mm-hmm. everything is so dry like there were like cows grazing i'm like what are they eating because <laughs> it looks like they're just on dirt What
0: in this hellscape are they doing <laughs> they're just licking the dirt That's
1: what i was like what are they eating what is on that ground really um so, but it makes me sad because it's not like, it's just, you need more Well, rain, actually so. I'd say
0: that that's fairly normal in terms oh, okay. of it being Mediterranean climate. True. So you're going to go through that period of like a heavy rain in winter, all of that brown turns to green, right? dies off in the summer, you're in like the super dry right now, and then you roll back into winter. So that's kind of okay. like the Mediterranean cycle.
1: Yeah, because it was just so, like, it was so dry and really the only green we saw was if it was like a carefully maintained like vineyard property and that was about it and so i live in pennsylvania like it is like lush here almost year round like we Mm -hmm. had a we had a little bit of like a period where there was like no rain and our grass was like dying and everyone in Pennsylvania was like freaking out because it's like it doesn't happen here I kind of miss the like changing of the leaves and stuff like that you always miss yeah you always remember things that you like from home so that was the only thing that just really struck me it was just so dry but the vineyards are beautiful I love the hills I I love being in place that has mountains and landscapes and it was stunning i mean you would drive and just you know you see like the rows of of the grape bushes or vines or whatever and the the vines yeah whatever (laughs) and (laughs) it's those great bushes (laughs) with the rockology i know and it felt like i felt like i was looking at like a movie nice just these beautiful rows and rows that are like on these hills then there's hills behind it and it's just freaking stunning it was beautiful. It was. I took so many scenery pictures. That's what you do when you are forty. You take scenery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, "Oh my god, that's beautiful! Friggin' scenery."
0: So. I took pictures of walls. I have many wall pictures because I was really charmed by how, like, you'd just go up all these like little side alleys, and then there were like lots of brick or stone walls. I got I got more wall pictures than anyone needs to see. But I love we that we are like twenty minutes into our chat yeah. about tripping. Mm -hmm. sorry no I mean I'm not sorry we segueing is very important and so is going to Seoul so
1: and now we're gonna go from segways and segue into (laughs) (laughs) I like that so we're gonna talk about some dramas that we're gonna kind of sell each other on today because you guys always seem to like that and frankly I really like doing these episodes because then I just get to talk about dramas that I've seen who doesn't you know it's the whole point of the podcast (laughs) and also i think that
0: like this year more than any other year i've been like probably just more of a curmudgeon about not wanting to watch stuff i don't feel like yeah and so i think we've done more like solo watching and i think that's healthy like i've just rationalized it to myself and hopefully to like all of you that this is fun this is meant to be fun Mm -hmm. and if we just like Deep dive everything because we have to. Like that's a lot of time to take to like have to do something. And if I have to do something over and over, then it's not going to be fun, and I'm not going to want to do it. And I want to do this for a hundred million years. So, I think that we have to chase watching what we like to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think it can lead to like richer conversations because it's fun to do a deep dive on a single drama for sure. But that also only benefits the people who have absolutely watched that one drama. Whereas when we can talk about like tropes more widely, or you know more broader topics i've been liking doing that as well and i mean i think listeners seem to like it too they've been pretty popular but i think it allows for us to have more creativity and space in what we want to watch too Mm -hmm. so we are going to each talk about three dramas we'll go back and forth like i don't think we need to like monologue Mm
1: -mm. and
0: um and kind of try to sell the other person because neither of us have seen the dramas that the other have seen correct Okay. So should and, we list them all or should we surprise as we go?
1: Uh, we can say which three we're doing at the beginning. Cause then that okay. can kind of see if, okay. So I'm actually, one of the ones I'm going to talk about is a, is a movie. I'm going to talk about the ballerina. I'm going to talk about the worst of evil and love to hate you.
0: I was going to try to sell you on true beauty. And then I'm like, why, why would I even try? Like, there's no point in trying I, to do that.
1: I actually do want to watch true beauty. I don't know, though. I feel like I actually do kind of want to hear about it because then it would like determine if I watched it or not.
0: So I am going to do a movie as well, mm-hmm. and it's called Mood of the Day, Ooh. and it stars Ooyeon uh-huh. Suk, uh-huh. who is our, you know, adorable pediatrician from Hospital Playlist and our mm-hmm. bloody samurai from Mr. Sunshine mm-hmm. and um, Moon Won. So that's going to be a movie. And then okay. the two dramas that I'm going to attempt to sell you on are My Personal Weatherman, which is a Japanese BL. Yes. yes. And I am going to try to sell you on Duna. I Which wait. I have a lot of thoughts about.
1: I'm very excited.
0: And I'm ready to take on the entire fucking internet over Duna. Like, okay. literally, come at me. So I'm going to go the first.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go first. And th- so you finish with Duna. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um okay so I'm going to talk about the Ballerina which um I actually didn't intend to watch but I was on the plane and uh I uh, to California and I had downloaded it I think on the off chance that I felt like maybe I would watch it and uh I did like I I was like I'm in the mood. and then I did
0: the and end then I
1: did. <laughs> so I had downloaded ballerina I was like yeah why don't I check out ballerina it was it's, it's like it's not even a full two hours it's like an hour and a half so I'm like let me check it out and see what it's like and so it stars June Jong-so who I've never seen before at least not anything that like I recognized her from and then uh Kim Ji-hoon which is our Oma, and mm. he's also in Love to Hate You,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and has amazing hair in Ballerina, but he is a terrible person in Ballerina. <laughs> so Ballerina is is a classic revenge movie. It is extremely violent, like. <laughs> just so I was thinking it was a movie about how to dance. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay oh no um the premise i can say the premise uh because it's it's really not a spoiler because it like says it in the thing but um so okju is that's who uh that's played by jun Jong so she is kind of like this like mysterious kind of like bodyguard type person like she can fight really well they like show that at the beginning of the movie and she happens to find an old friend from like high school or some schooling and her friends, a ballerina and they don't say in the movie, but I really think that Okju is in love with her, was in, is in love with her friend. Okay. To me, it felt sapphic and I actually really liked that. I wish they kind of just would have like leaned into it and like given them a romance, because um, the lengths Okju will go to for her friend like that's love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is love. Um and it felt a little bit more like romantic love. But anyway, uh so yeah, so Ballerina um the the ballerina passes away, but she says, Please avenge me. And Oak Ju basically spends the entire movie avenging her. Okay. And so Kim Ji-hoon is just a terrible, terrible person, but the fight scenes are crazy. A million people die. Like, everyone dies. It's like, it's nuts, man. It is nuts. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I'm, like, on the plane, like, squirming and, like, covering my, i be, like, in my seat, like, peeking out. So I guess my thing, it's just, it's very violent and there is references to sexual violence. Um, and kind of, like, that's shown a little bit on screen, too. So just, like, a warning about that. Um, Kim Ji Hoon at one point wears like a BDSM mask and he's like shirtless in like leather pants. And I am like, oh my God, but I can't find it attractive because he's like a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it was a good time. I would say if you liked my name, you would like this. I would say it's much less emotional investment than my name. Well, my name was a full drama too. Um, if you watched Mask Girl... I would say Ballerina is like in the same genre. Absolutely, just like kind of badass women making people pay for wronging them. And yeah, that's Ballerina. It's on Netflix, at least in the US. Okay. So easy to watch. And short, so what like is going to be the big selling point for me? Oh my god, I know. I know. Um I would say um I think you should see Kim Ji-hoon in this role. I really do, but it's really violent, so I don't know. Well, you're okay with violence. Yeah, I'm fine with
0: violence. I'm a monster. I
1: I truly think if you want to just watch, like, a badass woman kicking the shit out of people, I mean, she is incredible. You just want to watch that for an hour and a half, that's, this is perfect. This is perfect. And, and, like, she avenges, basically, like, the love of her life. And she succeeds. So, like, not to, like, give a spoiler, but, you know, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'll do my movie. It's okay. called Mood of the Day. Why did I watch this movie? Because I was on air premia, yep. traveling from LAX to Seoul, and I was a captive audience. I had given my phone to my daughter, who actually watched Love to Hate You. So... <gasps> Um, she was watching that and I had nothing to do, but look at the movies. They didn't really have, they had some variety shows that weren't subtitled and they had one drama called agency, which I haven't heard of before. And it also was not subtitled. So only the movies were subtitled. Mm. So I was like, mood of the day it is. Yeah. And I started it and I'm going to say, I did not like it immediately. So the premise of it is we have, um, Bae Soo Jung. And she is like your feisty soul businesswoman. She works for a cosmetic company because of course, Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the drama, she's like dressed really cute. She's trying to get to work. Um, And out of nowhere, a basketball hits her in the head and she falls over and like breaks her heel and like ruins her outfit. So she gets put in like a silly outfit with these like ridiculous red velvet shoes. And she has a job to do. She has to take a train to Busan. There's no zombies on this train though. (laughs) And so her job is she's got to take a train to Busan because she's trying to sign a top basketball star with the cosmetic company. Okay. So she gets on the train and as luck would have it, she's sitting next to a very cute man who is Union Suk. And he is a talent manager for an agency that manages basketball athletes. Coincidence? I don't know. But, like, he's, like, a like, he's just slimy. And so this is what put me up, is he just starts to, like, lean in with, like, a lot of, like, slimy hit on stuff that, like, just Mm -hmm. didn't feel fun. I was like, this just feels, like, boring. and Like, I'm like, am I meant to be charmed? Because I'm not. Like, it's kind of gross. Like, you barely know her and you're basically, like, let's go to Pusan and, like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And I, like, turned it off for a while and, like, tried to watch some other stuff. And I'm like, no, no. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to finish this stupid movie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when it all changed for me. <laughs> so anyway, so they take the train. It. She yeah. realizes on the train down that he's going to meet the same basketball player she's trying to get to sign. And so that's their forced proximity. So they've got their forced proximity in the train. And then, their forced, then they have to be on this like adventure together. She has a boyfriend okay. that she's been with for 10 years. He is looking to just like fuck her. And she's like, no. Like, what's the point? I've got a boyfriend. I'm committed to my boyfriend. And as you go throughout the day, of course, like they connect more and you start to realize that like her relationship's really going nowhere. And like, she's been kind of leaving it on the line for this dude for like kind of no real reason. And Mr. Charmy Charmy, sexy, sexy, smexy might have like hidden depths to him that he kind of hides through this like fuck boy exterior that I found really like unlikable at first. Uh so they end up spending an entire day together they end up at like a funeral for someone they end up at a temple for someone that you find out that he used to be a wannabe basketball player so they go to his old high school gym and he's like shooting hoops for her and so at the end of the day yada 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 dot 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 they end up in a hotel room and she's like you know what fuck it like let's do it let's let's knock the boots as neil would say she got I'm the getting... and she even has condoms. She like brings out condoms and is oh, like wow. product placement condoms. I'm like, look at this safe sex positivity.
1: Well, wait, let me just ask. Do you know what year this was?
0: 2016.
1: Oh, okay. So okay, so like five years old.
0: Yeah, and oh, no. what happens? He all of a sudden is like, maybe I don't want to just fuck you. Like maybe I maybe I have f- 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 feelings. I don't <gasps> know. So that's when they go to the high school, they shoot hoops or whatever, and then they end up making out and getting busy with it on like uh, mats, like gym mats. (laughs) Sucks. And so I'm not going to say much more. I feel like I've given away like quite a lot of the drama, but let me just say that what I liked about it is that... What hit me at first is like very kind of like basic, no feeling. I'm like, ugh, like that like encourageable playboy who's basically just like spending the whole time being like, How can I get in your pants? That's just never interesting or fun. But right. by the end, I was I was crying on the plane. <laughs> like yeah. I had actual emotion and I felt really touched by these two characters. And I felt like this like became like a one night stand that I believed could lead to the possibility of true love. And by the end, like Union Six character was everything to me. So I went from like hating him so much I turned it off Mm -hmm. to crying at the end about it. And there's a very good mirroring at the very end, which shows how they were connected from the very beginning with the flying runaway basketball that hit her in the head that started the whole adventure. See,
1: that's cute. I like that.
0: And so I think you would like it in terms of it being, like there's a sport element to it that's Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. There's a makeup element to it that's fun. But I think if you can just kind of, I don't think you will like like the smug fuckboy. It's just mm-hmm. not like your thing either. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can kind of just endure that part of the train to Busan, that the rest of it is a, it's a fluffy rom-com, but I think it brings authentic feelings.
1: I so, kind of want to see Yu Young-Sook in that character though. Yeah, and, I mean, a- he's a
0: believable, like I was like, I definitely hit that. Like So yeah, I think at the end of the day, we've seen, Um, Yunyun-suk is kind of like the virginal priest wannabe pediatrician with the heart of gold yeah, and like the hidden feelings. And we've seen him as like the bloody samurai with just like, I mean, he did this right around Mr. Sun, like, well, before Mr. Sunshine, basically, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, like that bloody, lustful, longing, hate to love you. And this, he's just like a soul businessy dude but like he still just bis- bring because it's him he can like when once he just got through some of like the like shit of his character that just felt cliche there was real heart to it i think
1: mm-hmm. so cool no that sounds i think that sounds great i actually really like it
0: yeah like if you want just a movie night of just like i want to knock out like some yeah. like fun korean story i felt like by the end i was like this is great like this should not have been a drama this is a perfect movie length and i'm highly satisfied by the end
1: yeah sometimes i do just want to watch it that's i was on the plane and i'm like i want to watch a movie yeah. i just want to watch something from start to finish that's why i watched ballerina and i was like that scratched the itch of what i wanted to to do
0: yeah and so i will say the one selling point different is that there's like some real sex positivity
1: i love that i love that. it sounds like a nice just like rom-com
0: yeah i feel like it was a fun rom-com
1: okay so since did bronte tell you anything about Did your daughter tell you anything about love to hate you nothing okay did she like it
0: um i believe she did okay but she's not she's funny she's very
1: private okay no that's fine love to hate you is like a sleeper hit surprise like it was really good and i it and i will say like the first few episodes i wasn't sure i would say maybe the first because i actually felt the the hero and heroine were both pretty like they were both kind of unlikable and then all of a sudden you get to know them a little better and you're like oh they're freaking badass so the title is no did i get this wrong the title was love to hate you i hope i said that i, I know that's the right one but i'm not sure what i said earlier it's love to hate you okay so one thing you need to know is you know, the hero is Ta Yu, who we loved in past lives. He is a very famous actor. And Leah, he has a touch phobia. And I did not tell you that yet. He okay, has well, sold a touch phobia. And sold, sold,
0: sold. So this is like
1: an early spoiler. It's not, you learn this pretty quick, but uh based on something from his past uh he basically has a touch phobia when it comes to his like female co-stars so his female co-stars all hate him because he's very cold but it's because he just he's he doesn't really believe in romance and to get through any love scenes he's considered like the king of romance but to get through any love scenes he basically has to take like anxiety medication oh my god okay he's, like, I'm i mean already i'm sorry right. and if he's touched outside of that he like has a total panic attack done and so the heroine, I need to just say something about her because I absolutely loved her and I've never seen her in anything else. Her name is Kim Okvin.
0: Okay.
1: Um, she's Yomi Ron in... Uh, hate to, hate, wait, love to hate you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's one of those heroines. She's good at everything. And sometimes I just want to watch a movie where she's the heroine's good at everything. She can ride a motorcycle she can fight like she can literally beat up anyone she can do pool she can play darts she can sing she can dance i mean but she's not like annoying about it she's like she has the like it's written by a man they wrote her with the confidence of a man it's the most interesting female Mm -hmm. character because she she's not like she's that's not the reason i found her unlikable at the very very beginning Mm -hmm. but then I started like to freaking love her because everything she does sh- she's like for the girls. Mm-hmm. She's not like, "Oh, I'm like this, but I'm not like the other girls." It's mm-hmm. never like that. Everything mm-hmm. she does is for the girls. And if she hears a man talking badly about a woman or disrespecting a woman, she will find a way to like ruin his life. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, I'm so sold.
1: Yeah, so that's why I ended up loving her because she wasn't Oh, I'm not like the other girls, like I can fight. I'm not like the other girls. That's not, that's, that's not the way she's presented. And I actually looked it up. I'm like, was this written? It was written and directed by a man, but I actually really loved how they wrote a woman and I liked how they wrote her friendship and the romance itself. I loved like the romance gets so good so so good tall able to really show his like personality in a way he couldn't pass lives because it was a much different character mm-hmm. and it was also a movie um it's just it's i i think about it a lot because to be honest i think it's one of my favorites that i have seen this year and mm-hmm. our patreon told us over and over again to watch it and they were right because it really truly and they're always smart kid. It's just like one of those dramas that you just you're just gonna enjoy it and it's a good romance and yeah the hero has a touch phobia <laughs> and i will re- i realize that i never told you that so no. i'm like i have to sell leah <laughs> yeah
0: i mean that's the easiest sell that you've ever had to yeah, give me it's
1: on netflix it's super ex- it's not long i forget how many episodes it is but it's not real long and it's just so fun and and also like funny fun and like it just everything about it it's extremely entertaining
0: i love it and i, I loved him so much in past lives. I know
1: and he is honestly so like once the romance kicks in oh, like I'm like really a man wrote this because they wrote like a really good man in a romance kind of like fight loving... for my way he does kind of he, he kind of just goes like he's like all in like he's just very much like he's so devoted to her and it is sex positive too um yeah
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, you definitely sold me on that.
1: Thank you. I tried.
0: Okay. So I am going to talk about, um, my personal weatherman. And this is a, um, you know, this was a manga and it is now a JBL that you can get on Vicky, And it is only eight episodes. Okay. Um, and one of the, um, episodes was written by the creator of the entire thing.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, Okay. We have Mizuki Segasaki, who is a very handsome meteorologist, who is the host of a popular daytime show called Everyday Weather, where he just talks about the weather on cable for like five hours a day. (laughs) Good for him. His classmate is a, his former classmate, current roommate slash Dobby the house elf (laughs) is Tanada. Tanada is an erotic manga artist. He's also very nerdy. And he is just kind of like a socially awkward, incredibly beautiful, (laughs) angelically beautiful man who just wants to write, who just wants to draw people fucking in manga. I don't know what else to say about that. (laughs) He lives in um, this really nice Tokyo apartment with Segasaki. And all of his daily life costs are covered by Sagasaki. So his apartment's covered, his food is covered. And in return, Sagasaki just asks for one simple thing, which Uh is everything. Tanada has to give everything to Sagasaki and Sagasaki will take care of him, keep a roof over his head and let him do his art to his art's content. But Tanada has to make the dinner. Tanada has to do the laundry. Tanada has to keep the house. And Tanada has to let Segasaki Sa- uh, f- f- depravedly fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 because yes, my friends, this is a sex contract Amazing. that they have drawn Amazing. up together. <laughs> and the only other things I'm going to say really about this, because I feel like that should sell it enough, Mm-hmm. Is that well Tanada's at home drawing? He has a bestie, who's a cutie cutie girl who's married to another successful manga artist, and she's a struggling manga artist. So all day long, they're on their pads working on their manga, and they're hooked up like with uh, headsets to talk to each other. You know, it's like coworkers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Tanada gets his bestie hooked on watching everyday weather as well, and she has no idea that. Um, that the host, Tsugasaki, is his, like, we don't even know, like, tanata doesn't even know who, he, like, is it my boyfriend? Is it my dungeon master? I have no idea who this man is. Right. <laughs> but she's like, oh my God, he is adorable i love him so she starts to watch him with like fan like she gets like little like fan banners that she holds in her hand and like little like outfits that she wears to like stand sigasaki watching the weather not knowing that he's like her bestie's boyfriend which is pretty cute and she's an adorable side character and her husband's really lovely too but tana like what you find out is that sigasaki has linked when they are going to knock boots with how the weather is so on rainy days they will not be having sex they will have sex when it's sunny you find out later why i would say it's an interesting reason <laughs> but like they're also in the middle of a very rainy season and so it's very conflicting for Tonada because he like hates being this cat man and he's also like obsessed with being this cat man it's mostly that Segasaki doesn't give a lot away yeah. And so he, like, comes home, eats his dinner, hangs out, bosses Tanada around, fucks him. <laughs> and then Tanada's like, well, I don't know what I am to you. Like, what am I a joke to you? Like, yeah. what am I? What are we? Sagasaki might have deep, deep feelings, and he's just real bad at communicating. So it's just yeah. much easier and safer to create this randomly weird sex contract that you make your the love of your life adhere to. <laughs> oh, that's
1: amazing. So that's it. I do want to watch it really bad. I do. It's like on my list. It's on my list.
0: Yeah. And the episodes are like 23 minutes each. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like you could knock this out like a longer movie,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, that's almost like a day watch for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean like, Oh, easily it could be, I watched it as it went live. So I like, I watched it week in week out and I don't know. I mean, if it were me, I would watch 50,000 seasons of the two of them. I could never get enough. I love it
1: that's awesome okay just like uh his no my beautiful man yeah yeah my beautiful man
0: more (laughs) i'm gonna say more dysfunctional than my beautiful man
1: i mean that's pretty dysfunctional too yeah more Yells love their dysfunction they do Okay. So I'm going to move on to my last one, which is the worst of evil. So I'm going to preface this by saying I have not seen the, I think it's only 12 episodes, I think, and they, I have not seen them yet. I also don't care because I still know enough about the drama to like, whatever, try to sell this to you. So, cause I feel like this has elements that you don't like, but then it has a lot of elements you do like, and I think there's enough of the good elements that would like hold you over mm-hmm so ugh, the premise so and the cast is incredible so you have ji chang Uk in truly the role of his life right now like i mean truly and then you have we ha Jun, and then you have lim semi who is the love interest mm-hmm. and then also who is like the sleeper surprise uh performance for me is bibby okay. um and she is the like singer rapper i don't know if you remember um she had a song that i recommended on the yeah on the podcast okay she, i mean I, I like a lot of her stuff she's vi- like she's kind of, she's a solo artist and she definitely has like a tough dark image okay. and the role they put her in is basically like a chinese drug dealer she's in and by drug dealer, I mean like high level mm-hmm. princess drug dealer. Okay, she's incredible. She's so so good. I just I'm obsessed with her. Like in this role, I mean incredible. I hope she is cast in so much more stuff. Oh my god, she's like a she's like a bit of a villain, but you root for her too because she's just so freaking good. Anyway, the premise. Ji Chung-uk is Park Jun mo and he's a cop. And he is a cop whose dad um, is a drug addict. So he's never really really been able to get very far in his career because he's really had a stigma put on him by, you know, like police officials. And he's married to a woman who um, all her family is like in the military, like her, or I'm sorry, is, is in the police. It's, there's some sort of police detective whatever cop whatever and her dad is some like high-ranking guy and so Junmo is never he's like not good enough for her family ever and they're very clear about it he's just not good enough for for her Mm -hmm. or them and you know he's just this guy with a drug addict dad who like crashed their wedding just it's you know so he gets offered a role to go undercover to uh, study Gichol's gang, which is the, gang, the Gangnam Union, and Wee ha Jun is Gichol. Okay. So Gichol plays a violent, he's violent, but he's smart. Uh, and kind of gets a lot of his lackeys to do the violence for him anyway, but a drug dealer. And he's, he's great. Like a Great role for him, although Ji Chang-Uk is just, whew, he's amazing. And you anyway, think this is
0: his best role?
1: This has, this is truly one of his best roles. He is really killing it. Like awesome. So he is like, yeah, I, cause he's like, okay, I'll take this job. If you like increase my rank, like by, if you give me like two, two higher ranks, cause basically he just wants to be good enough for his wife who he loves very much okay. and he wants to be good enough for his, uh, for her family. So motivation straight up. Okay, we get your motivation. Like, we know. So he... <laughs> it's crazy to watch him play June Mo, who is who he is. Like, is a, that's him. And then the role he has to step into as Song Oh, which is like this violent, kind of like gritty, now gang member. And the best part about the drama, and you find it out fairly early on, like episode two, so this really isn't a spoiler... Uh, Gichul his first love was Park Jun Mo's wife. Her name is Ejong. That was okay. his first love when they were together in church choir. Oh, God. Like, oh, my God. First kiss. He wanted to marry her. He promised her he would. She said, okay, I'll be by your side. And then some stuff happened with his family and he moved away and she never saw him again until now.
0: Did he look like he does now then, or was he like a child, child in the flesh?
1: No, they were, they were in high school. They had like a kiss and everything. This was like a, this was like a teenage romance that they had. He was in love with her.
0: Okay.
1: And so (laughs) the messiness of these relationships with the backdrop of these like violent gang drug dealings is so good. Because you have, like, th- like, the gang kind of, like, warfare. Like, there's, like, f- infighting between, like, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Korean, like, gangs. And I don't okay. love that part. But they're kind of... Does it of... feel like,
0: uh, like, in a historical drama? Like, the yeah intrigue? The palace like, intrigue? It's like
1: a lot of surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better than that. But the, you kind of do need the gang dealings to, like, prop up like, what's going on in their, like, personal lives. But I think the way they've they've meshed these characters together and made their personal lives and their feelings so messy. Because then Bibi comes in and then, or Bibi, and then she kind of has a thing for, like, Park Jun-mo, because who wouldn't? He's Ji Chang-gook. And obviously then you start to see Jun-mo kind of start to, like, lose his mind. He's, like, having to do things he never thought he'd have to do. But all of it is, like... Now to like protect his wife, because now Ji Chol, has like re, Ji Chol has like reconnected with her and she's like inserted herself in this undercover investigation. And he's now trying to save himself and her because okay. Ji Chol can't find out the, the truth. I mean, Wee Hajun is also is killing it. I would say they're giving m- m- they're giving Ji Chong ook more to do. And he is killing it i mean there is a scene where he basically looks like carrie when she's covered in in pig's blood like he is just soaked in blood trying to protect his wife it is crazy so i don't know how it ends i have three more episodes but i think you would love like you would love this like dirty gangster this like violent <laughs> he does i mean we is not a good man like okay like or he's not a good man But then you find like a lot of what he does is just because he wants to be good enough for her. Everyone wants to be good enough for this woman. So, um, I feel like you need to see it. Like, I really, I think I really want you to try like three episodes. Okay. And let me know what you think, because I just, I think, I think there's enough that you would like. I truly, truly do and that's all would you say
0: to start this first or love to hate you first love
1: to hate you watch Uh love to hate you just watch it get it out like because you once you love to hate you is just so fun like i think you should watch love to hate you okay be happy (laughs) watch a few episodes of the worst of evil but i just i'm really really blown away with Ji Chong ook and he's getting a lot of attention Uh, this is a really popular drama, apparently in Korea, if I'm reading like the ratings correctly and I can see why, but oh boy, it's violent. I mean, it's just a bunch of gang fights. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, if you're a Ji Chong Oak fan, I almost like you got to do your, do the duty to like watch this for him, like Uh support, (laughs) like we suffered through sound of magic. So (laughs) who are you cheering for War? I don't know. This Hmm. is the thing. Geechul is so bad. But yet, and I don't, the drama is making me unsure, because I really feel like the drama is trying to make me, like, sort of sympathetic to him. So I'm like, where is this going? Like, I really have no idea where it's going, and I'm very into it. Like, I'm, I, yeah. So I have three more episodes left, and honestly, anything could happen. It's crazy.
0: So, all right. Well, let's get into it to Duna because okay. I have realized something. Yeah. I did not watch Nevertheless when it came out. And yeah. I am thought, why? And I was like, I think because like people just were kind of generally like panning it a bit. They and were. I just, for some reason, it just kind of like didn't make me watch it. Right. I need to go watch it mm-hmm. because the same kind of stuff I felt like was panning around Nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Now that I've seen Duna, I fucking love Duna. And I feel like I keep seeing people being like, meh meh. And I'm like, you know what? Drama of the year for me at this point. Like maybe if I see another, like maybe love to hate you, hate to love you. (laughs) Now you've got me all messed up. What is it? It's love to hate you. Love to hate you. Like, look, sure. Can it be unseated? Sure. But at this point I loved Duna (laughs) and I am willing to fight for fucking Duna.
1: Well, see, I'm really excited. Can I just say, that, like, I, I well, I love Bae Suzy, obviously. Um, And the actor, oh my gosh, what's his name that's in it? Um
0: The lead, Yong yeah. Sejong?
1: Kim Sejong?
0: Yong Sejong.
1: Yong Sejong. I love him, too. And I've seen a couple, like, interviews with them, and their chemistry just in interviews is insane. Their chemistry is really good.
0: Yeah. So, look, what I was going to say, so Bae Suzy, I've watched The Startup. And I just, I felt like she was very Mary Sue in the startup. I know you really enjoyed her in the startup. I did, she was.
1: You, you, you're you not wrong. It just
0: wasn't for me. I was like, she was, I, I mean, I didn't hate her, but I was just like, meh, like, I'm not like, I'm not that taken. Right. And I know that I think Amy enjoyed her in uncontrollably fond, and I haven't seen her in anything else.
1: She was, she was, I saw her in While You Were Sleeping, and to be honest, she was kind of still the same, just like this charming, nice girl, like
0: so she's not charming or nice in this (laughs) and I liked it. I did. So, I mean, one of the first, so I'm trying to unpack, like, why don't people like it? Or why do I, and be Mm -hmm. like, who's, who's the wrong one here? And I'm going to say, obviously I'm always the right one. So, (laughs) (laughs)
1: um,
0: so, okay. I think that like, here's how the, plot kind of begins is the okay. plot begins with we have Wonjun Jun who is very good at math <laughs> he is a, a mathematical mathy math math man <laughs> and he has studied really hard and he is going to finally go away for college he's been commuting into the city he has a very sick sister with a lot of health issues and a mom no dad Okay. and so in some ways escaping feels guilty and in some ways it feels very liberating mm-hmm. to get away and he is going to jump in hard he is going to work hard he's going to make his money and he is going to do his little engineering degree with his whole he's gonna put his whole back into it and so as he's driving up his bestie is like a young entrepreneur who's not going to college but he's like a fish restaurateur, entrepreneurial genius. He's making it, he's making his bank in the fish industry, (laughs) like selling fish and cooking fish. And his friend is obsessed with a K-pop grand band or K-pop group called Dream Suite. So he loves Dream Suite. Everything in his car is the, uh, like lead vocalist for Dream Suite, whose name is Iduna. And he like, at one point, like the Wujang's cold, so he uh, borrows his friend's hoodie, not realizing it's a dream sweet hoodie. So (laughs) he gets to this, like, kind of magical, like, you can't tell, like, I'm like, is it shitty or is it awesome? Probably both house and soul. So it's like one of these, like, big ramshackly share houses. It's brick. It's through a gate. There's, like, many little units tucked away. And he sees a girl, very waifish out in front, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, gosh, she looks really familiar. And the girl notices him and is, like, highly unfriendly. Like, she, he tries to, like, be like, hello, I'm living here, too, blah, blah, blah. And she's just basically, like, get the fuck out of my face.
1: Uh-huh.
0: There's a few more unpleasant run-ins. And then he she starts accusing him of being a stalker, basically. And he's like, "Who? The, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, it turns out he's been rolling around in a Duna sweatshirt. And this is <laughs> Duna. <laughs> and
1: this is
0: Duna, yeah. So it's kind of like the meat cute. I love it and we're meant to be like somehow Ujun doesn't just want to like immediately bone this beautiful woman mm-hmm. but he doesn't and i per- like i've read reviews where people are like this is the most unbelievable part of the whole thing i didn't find it unbelievable i could see why he didn't he's like he reunites with his first love and so this is another thing people are like oh my god like there's so much other love like i don't know like it, you, it just dragged and dragged I enjoy it because what I don't want to give away is there were times where I genuinely didn't know where this was going to go. Right. And I enjoy that. I also enjoyed that the first love character was fucking written awesome, in my opinion. I thought she was oh. a whole person. I thought she was interesting. I was rooting for her. Mm-hmm. I also liked that the two girls who like the same guy weren't shitty bitches to each other. Mm-hmm. I also, then they introduced another lead and she was uh ujian's childhood friend oh, she wow. comes back into the picture as oh, well
1: my God. he's popular she,
0: yeah she had like been like i'm gonna marry you when you're like five so Ujon has some housemates one is a very neil like <laughs> uh dude who just lives by the rules like the house right. has rules you mm-hmm. must follow the rules mm-hmm. he does his sciences and he plays jujitsu And that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy just is like super horny and into psychology. And then we have these like, yeah, these three girls. So we have like a lot of these like found family coming of age dynamics as well, which I'm always a sucker for. And so people are like, oh my God, this, these other characters just like take up space and they're not interesting. I was interested in all of them. I liked all of them. I like them being around each other. I like them hanging out. Like, are they always doing a lot? No, but it didn't feel like such slice of life where it's like, I don't feel like coming of age necessarily feels a slice of life because they're all kind of just like fucking shit up and making mistakes or fucking each other and making mistakes mm-hmm. or not fucking each other and wishing they were and making mistakes. And then you layer in like kind of like the pop star among all of them. So the whole reason there's a pop star just kind of randomly in this house is because, and you this is not a spoiler, this happens like at the very beginning. She has a major anxiety breakdown on stage. She's like, I cannot sing. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And they were basically like, you fucking go out there and do it. And she can't do it. And so she's on like a hiatus from the company, essentially, where they're basically have been like, we're going to put you here, park you here, and we will deal with you when we deal with you. So she's almost being like punished for having had like a major anxiety issue. And so she's just kind of like in the share house. The company's paying for it and but she's not in like her fancy digs like she's just kind of like there no one's taking her calls um the group is like recording music without her she just doesn't know what's happening and she's kind of like lost basically and so people are like oh she's like such a manic pixie dream girl i'm like no she's not she's a fucking k-pop idol who had anxiety dealt with a system that was like inherently unkind Mm -hmm. and then has been like kind of like disused but also isn't sure if her time's truly over or not and she also has like anger issues and sadness issues and all these other things so for me i just felt like she was just like an imperfect heroine who was going through some shit yeah and when people were like oh she's like such a manic pixie dream girl i'm like i don't really feel like she was and i don't feel like she fully did like an i'm not like the other girls kind of thing too like she's kind of bitchy and pissy people are stalking her still like if they can find out who she is Mm -hmm. and the reason that he isn't immediately just besotted with her doesn't surprise me because he's fairly practical and contained. He has feelings for other people in the world. It's not like he just sees a hot girl and is immediately just like Must sprung him. and like horny for her. <laughs> he's kind of like, God, you're kind of a lot. Like you're kind of like
1: yeah.
0: hard to deal with. Like, I feel like it, there's like a real slow burn chemistry between them that yeah. felt believable to me.
1: Oh Yeah.
0: The ending is very open-ended. Okay. I have my views on it. I think we should all watch it and we can deep dive it. Okay. I took it to be, I mean, because people are like, is it an H.E.A.? Is it not an H.E.A.? And so here's what I'm going to say is, theoretically, it's open to interpretation. I've seen plenty of people who do not think it's an H.E.A. Okay. I personally don't understand how anyone could walk away with that as their
1: takeaway. Uh, I See, now I have, basically, are you telling me that there's like an H.E.A.? uh controversy i have to watch it now yeah so people are like absolutely not
0: you can convince me i'm like if you just look at like i'm not gonna i can't go through the points but i feel like there's enough points in the drama that point to this inherently being an hea okay that i was surprised at the end like at the end i was like huh like what an interesting ending and then i was like god i really like that ending i'm like that was like you liked it I loved it. And I thought it was a very like subtly beautiful ending that left me like I had no doubt it wasn't an H.E.A. Bronte had freaked me out because my daughter was like, you're going to be so upset at the end. I'm like, oh, my God. So I was watching it like, oh, shit, I think it's not going to be an H.E.A. Right. And then I've had listeners be like, no, it's totally not an H.E.A. What are you talking about? And I'm like, so, yeah, it's a big controversy. So it's only nine
1: episodes, I see.
0: Yeah. So and they're like one hour. They're like one hour, 14.
1: Okay. I I just, you know, I did want to watch this. But now you have me even more interested. So I'm going
0: to say it's got like some slice of life vibes, but I'm going to say it's more like just a new adult story. I think that there's a second lead romance that is very, like, there's not a lot of time given to it. One of the best second lead romances I've ever seen. Like I am obsessed with the second lead romance. And there is another character, another female character who I just think is of love, like the best second lead i probably like one of the best second leads i feel like i've ever seen like i felt like in the end they felt like very whole people to me that were doing their best that were trying to work on communication skills for the developmental age that they were Mm -hmm. and you layer in some of like the fucking craziness of Mm k-pop and i'm hooked
1: like i am excited i wanted to watch it um i'm gonna watch it i have to once i finish the worst of evil Because I have three more episodes and I just I need to get this done and figure and see how it ends. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna watch Duna next. Like I do think that's my next pick, and I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to discuss.
0: Like I've seen, even by the generous standards of K dramas, Duna is a drawn out affair. Or supporting characters don't get much of a look in. Not that they're a particularly exciting bunch. Aww. Or the notion that a young single male student wouldn't be interested in a dazzling K-pop star seems more far-fetched than the show's basic premise. I don't Look, think I, I don't just disagree with the entire thing. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't agree with that like that. Yeah, that's a bad take in my opinion. Did a man? Um, like that? And so
0: I can see, I guess, because she's beautiful. But you know what? Like, it's not like the other characters are like hideous hags, and <laughs> it's not like they don't have anything going for them. Like they're like bright young college students that are gorgeous <laughs> and awesome. And when you've got somebody who's in like a mental health spiral and kind of an asshole fundamentally, like as a human being, an asshole, I yeah. can get if you're not like, yes, immediately I want some of that. Right. You're kind of like, holy shit, that's a lot. You're very beautiful, but you're kind of crazy. And that's right? like maybe too much for
1: me. And that's believable to me. that that would Yeah. Be, yeah.
0: Like he's I... not even like remotely considering it.
1: You sold me on Gina.
0: Okay. So I, I'm going to, I'm just going to go to bat and it's made me decide I'm watching Nevertheless because I have a high tolerance for messiness and poor decision-making in college age characters.
1: You do. You, you have a higher tolerance than me, but, uh, I like, but I do like messy characters. I really do.
0: Yeah. I like messy characters too. And I like when I don't fully know where a romance is going. And I also don't need my characters to only love one character. I think I still right. go back to the fact that when I first wrote my very first book, if anyone ever wants to look at it, that's not me trying to make a sales pitch, but there's a very important reason I mention it, is that I had it written originally that I wanted my heroine to have had kind of like a fuck buddy before oh, she met the hero. Right. And my editor was like, you have to take out, um, like, you have to t- yeah. make him not the fuck buddy. Right. Because, she can only catch feelings for the heroine. This was my first book contract with like a New York publisher. Like I was kind of like, okay, fine. I'm going to do whatever you say. Right. But I've always regretted it because I was like, it didn't make as much sense because people like, not everyone look, I'm going to normalize like plenty of people don't. And you might be listening in a country where like, this definitely doesn't happen. But like in our country, from my experiences growing up, it was normal to have a hookup culture and you Mm -hmm. would like, it to, to different degrees for people but it certainly would be unusual to be like the first boy you ever kissed was the last boy you ever kissed like right. that would not have been considered a like a common right outcome
1: mm-hmm. yeah I'm
0: and agree. so you have to like learn from your mistakes
1: yeah I well I think Duna sounds great and I agree with you on all that so I am excited I think all that right. I think like I said I think too after the worst of evil Leah, I'm going to need, like, it's okay if it's like quiet or, or it's like, a. and I might of be l-
0: okay for the worst. So I think I'm watching true beauty, <laughs> which I was going to try to sell you on, but I'm not in this episode. So I'm watching true beauty Then I think I'm going to do love to hate you. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'll watch worst of evil.
1: You'll be okay to watch worst of evil then. I mean, you And I still
0: have to that... watch A Time Called You, which I have sitting on my phone <sighs> that I just haven't gotten to. So oh, when shit. I was traveling, I just was like, I realized that was a horrible, because I was like, this feels like a show that I'm going to be confused at from what everybody said, and it's yeah. going to take a while to come together. Yeah. I don't think I have the mental bandwidth just like sitting on a plane. That's I started rewatching Goblin episodes, to be honest, because I'm like, I need something like when I'm traveling on an airplane, for the most yeah. part, I need to have like kind of like brain dumbing things.
1: Yeah, I, that's, I watched Ballerina because it was just, like, I knew it was, like, an easy movie. And then I was watching The Worst of Evil on the way home. The two uh-huh. ep- I, was, I had to watch two episodes. And I'm gasping, squirming, almost crying. I'm, like, I went yeah. through every range of emotion in, like, t- the two hours I watched The Worst of Evil. It's just a lot. Like, Worst of Evil to me feels like a constant battery of, like, tense, like, stress and emotion. But I like it. That's why I'm like, Dune, I think, is a perfect thing to watch after it. But A Time Called You, I totally forgot. I should have sold that to you because that drama is so fucking good.
0: No, I will definitely watch it. I just have to figure out when in my watch list because I want to do that for the pod.
1: I get it. Yeah, we will cover it for the pod because Amy and I need to talk about it. So, okay. Well, that was fun. And we covered a lot of dramas, which is always good. Mm -hmm. I always like... I feel like a lot of people have like favorites and sometimes even if we just like mention them on the pod, they, it makes them happy. So I'm glad that we were able to cover a lot. Me too. And I feel like
0: all the ones I wrecked, I stand behind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you want to come at me about Duna, I welcome it because I'm just, I feel impervious. I feel hurt when I see so much like shitty menace. I'm like, I want to watch it again
1: i'm excited honestly it's my next it's going to be my next watch uh after the worst of evil because again i i can't watch any more violence after the worst of
0: evil. yeah i think i might even go back to like being like miss a or something i'm like i want to stand based <gasps> Susie now that's how much i like her and they actually oh and then what i sent you was like the music video of uh-huh. dream suite like they oh, made looks- some like musical content of the group as well she looks and, and she's how old is she let's look her up because she's not like crazy young i mean she's not old but she's like
1: but she oh she's 29 and she's yeah. playing like a 21 year old <laughs> mm, no i'd say
0: she's playing like yeah like early 20s though okay okay but yeah she
1: definitely like she's not yeah old. she's a 94 liner so i mean yeah, next year she's gonna be, hit 30 she's freaking beautiful i think she gets prettier like i, I think she like, gets prettier too i actually really like the duna haircut
0: but i like both her and i use choices to play less likable characters i think it's a smart choice for them both because i think they both have very like cute images i think Bay susie's more feels like the all-american except the all korean <laughs> like i feel like she is much like and IU feels like a darling
1: yeah um that's how i feel about nana who plays um yeah she was in Mask girl she was in into the ring she yeah. plays these like, how old really... is nana because
0: i feel like she seems older to me is My she God. like a baby
1: too She was born in ninety-one.
0: Okay, so she's early. She's
1: thirty-two, and she is stunning. I mean, she comes on the screen in Mask Girl, and you think she like looks unreal. She's just so beautiful. So Okay, well I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Let us know what you think about the dramas. Fight Leah in the comments.
0: Yeah, totally fight me. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let us know if there's um if yeah if you watch any of these because we want to hear about it so yeah so next week we will be back all three of us correct yay yay so look forward to that the gang will be all back together and it'll be november crazy wild yeah
0: okay
1: all right well thank you for listening to afternoon of delight Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T.com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!